sweet dreams are made of these who am i to disagree travel the world and seven seas everybody's looking for something some of them want to use you some of them want to get used by you some of them want to abuse you some of them want to be abused hello everyone welcome to a mini set lusting bruce episode I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and these are a series of podcasts that we are doing to remind you to go vote Set Lusting Bruce for the People's Choice Podcast Awards. Yay! And joining me today is my sister from the West, my fan and friend of all things 80s, Rosemary. How you doing? Hi, darling. How are you? I am so good. I, I love talking to you. You are always one of my favorite people to visit with. Um, it's just always a joy. And today we're going to talk about one of my favorite subjects, you. Oh, my goodness, no. <laughs> oh, goodness, that'll be a short conversation. <laughs> so, you know, Rose, you've been on the podcast. We've talked about your love of all things 80s music. Yeah. We did a Devils and Dust Bruce Springsteen podcast. We talked about Glenn Fry. We're going through a series of we're doing the Grammy Awards of the 80s. But we haven't talked about you as a singer very much. So talk to me <laughs> when, and this is probably a really dumb question to ask, but how long have you loved to sing? And like, where are your roots? Well, I probably have been singing all my life. As a matter of fact, I, I know I have because um, I hear tell stories. <laughs> uh, my grandmother uh, used to kind of shove me out there as a youngster when the family came over. and Oh, Rosie learned a new song today and uh, put me out there and I'd sing, you know, whatever, Brenda Lee or Vicky Carr um king of the road was always one of my go-to songs because i actually knew all the words to that one okay <laughs> oh so, uh so it, it kind of varied my my initial music background i have to say was pretty well, it was dull it was contemporary pop at its finest it was you know 1960s you know there was no rock music that i listened to i mean i listened to the classics you know Vic Damone and Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin, you know, whatever my grandmother was listening to, because that's who raised me. That's what I listened to. Yeah. And it was kind of hard to have an opinion about certain things. Unless, you know, you get older and then you start to branch out. However, I must admit, when when I was old enough, you know, to understand what I was seeing on TV, I, I kind of was digging the monkeys because they were. Like the only band, you know, the American Bandstand or somebody like that, that was actually coming into your living room and singing their songs. And, you know, they were poppy and catchy. And you're like, oh, yeah, this is great. And, ooh, that Davy Jones, he's kind of cute. You know, you know, so it was pretty tame for the most part. And then my tastes got a little bit more evolved as, as I got older. We moved to from Chicago to Cleveland. And my mother introduced me. Well, she didn't 
she unwittingly <laughs> introduced me to a new style of music. Um, and it was uh, soul, rhythm and blues, Motown, you know, Columbia, Atlantic Records, you know, mm-hmm. anybody in that venue that was making records in the late 60s, early 70s. And, and my brothers had a lot of influence after that. You know, it's just like, stop listening to this drab. You know, Johnny Osmond and all that nonsense here, you know, listen to some Hendrix and, you know, Led Zeppelin and and uh, other people that, you know, were coming up. And then I thought, oh, my gosh, this stuff is like way too complicated because it made you think. And I didn't want to do that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to think about what I was thinking. I just want to have a good time. You know, uh, Curtis Mayfield was just like way too deep for me. And yet my brother insisted I listen to him. I was like 13, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um they shouldn't be talking about Donnie. And they called it puppy love. Um I I, I think because uh Donnie was close to my age mm-hmm. that you know, I always and I always loved to sing. I loved to sing in church, I loved to sing in the car, you know, with the radio. And so I always had a connection with um with Donnie and um so that was not a cool thing in the no. 70s uh, being a guy um you know liking Donny Osmond uh, did not work very well for me but um and in fact just recently I was mentioning something and my friends were like what are you doing getting an email from going to Donny Osmond's website. And I'm like, oh, I did go to the website. I'm I'm on a mailing list. And they said, yeah. that's worse. <laughs> like, well, what do you mean? And like, just stop. Just stop right now. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, he got, um, he got ridiculed for, you know, being too squeaky clean, which right. is fine. I mean, his family was Mormons. I mean, give him a break. You know, they had to... Uh, get their recognition some way i was more of a jackson five person but you know i had friends that listened to the osmonds and yes and then if you watched any andy williams you're kind of stuck with him because i don't know he had them in his back pocket for god knows how long absolutely so Um, that's what the volume button's for you know yes now um you uh i want to jump ahead and we'll go back, but you every once in a while you still sing, right? You 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 hit the karaoke bars and and you uh, you sing for f- friends, family. Do you sing at um, church? I did. I had like a ten year. <laughs> sounds like I'm in prison, but it's it's not. I I did like ten years uh, in the choir and yeah. uh, worship team. I was uh, it it stems from the uh, conversation my mother and I had in 1988 about uh, voice lessons and getting vocally more adept and being serious about what you're doing if you're going to go out and you're going to be in the music business. Because that was my goal. I was going to be in the music business. I was going to, you know, have a recording contract. I was going to be a solo artist. And this was, you know, so I did that. I went, okay, I didn't do that, but it took all the steps to get into that direction. You know, I made demos and 
you know, I gave them out to people that I thought, you know, would listen to them and yes. waited for the offers to roll in. Nothing happened. Um, never could really get, you know, on stage to perform in front of people. And when I did, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, that was nice. So I'm just like, OK, so what's going on? What's so horrible about you know, the way I sing? And apparently it just really didn't have a whole lot of depth to it. So it's a learned thing, apparently. So I thought, okay, well, I'll learn some depth. So what better way to learn depth than singing in a choir at church? Uh, I learned depth. <laughs> uh, apparently music and singing has a volume control as well. So I have to learn <laughs> some of that. <laughs> you know, just because somebody in the back is in the back, it doesn't necessarily mean you need to sing like you're singing to that person in the back, like literally. So you know, so it was just a lot of adjustments, you know, and uh, I put the, you know, recording contract and the superstar on hold and raised my kids. And I was more fulfilled singing in the choir. And I found a lot more um, character building situations doing that. And once I broke away from... Uh, being at church and, and doing that, because that's a grueling. If anyone's ever been at a choir at church, it's extremely grueling and very time-consuming and and very demanding. You right. Because you're on the minute you walk in the door. Yes. You know, if someone's asking you, can you do my wedding on Saturday? Right. Can you do a funeral next Thursday? And if you could do, you know, and it's just it's like, uh, okay. And a lot of times you're not getting paid for it either. Right. You're doing it for free because it's sister so-and-so, which is fine. I never... That was never my thing. You know, I'm, right. I never in my you know, ongoing music career said, I am going to make this album so I can make a crap ton of money. Right. Never. I was going to make an album because, and that was it. So, and I'm still trying to do it. You know, here yeah. we are, you know, fast forward 22 years later. You know, I'm still, still trying to do it. Yeah, I, um... The what? So the question is, when you um, go sing, do you pull out um, "King of the Road" every once in a while? You know, I've never karaoke that song ever. I I've done it like a cappella for my grandkids and for my kids, just joking around, right? Because I never didn't know it, um, right? But that is like two two songs that I would like to actually karaoke, you know, before I'm not able to anymore. It's King of the Road and Mac the Knife. I love Mac the Knife. I totally dig Mac the Knife. Such a cutting edge, innovative, jazzy tune. Yes. You, just, you know, you got to hear Frank Sinatra talking about yeah. it. Good tune. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's hat and it's hip. <laughs> yeah. And, um,. Such a, you know, Bobby Darren when he did it, um, you know, was such a change, and it was so much fun. Um, I, I'd love to hear you do that. That would be fun. Yeah. yeah. So, how often do you get out and put the pipes out? Well, I was doing it for a while there. After I left church, um, like in two thousand. I was like karaoke with my husband like every weekend. Uh-huh. 
And we used to go to this little place he worked at. It was his first gig, his first job in the United States. My husband's from Scotland. And okay. so when he was authorized to work in the United States, his first job was a waiter. And he was a waiter in a cocktail bar. Aha, uh-huh, nice. And, uh, it was called Maggie O'Toole's. And that was actually somebody's name. I met the sisters. The sisters are Margaret and uh, Doreen. And um, Doreen, huge music fan. You'll never guess who her favorite artist was. Cher? Roy Orbison. Ah, nice. Yes. And she would karaoke all of his stuff. Oh, nice. And after, yeah, and after a while, she would get up there and, and... She'd say, Rose, find me a song. She'd like toss the book in front of me. She's like, find me a song. Because being Irish, they're mad drinkers. So I'd be like, sure, Doreen, I'll find you a song. You know, and uh, I'm like, dude, when was the last time you did Pretty Woman? And I don't want to do that one. And I said, okay, how about crying? That's too sad. And so I'd pick something else. And, you know, she's like, oh, I've never done that before. I'll do that one. I'm like, okay. And she'd get up there. And, of course, because she's the owner. You know, mad props. Everybody loves her. You know, just love mm-hmm. great. She's like, oh, they really love me tonight, Rose. I'm like, yeah, they did. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, now you got to do one. You know, it's just like, you know, how do you follow up that act? But I did because I'm ham. <laughs> yes. And my karaoke go-to songs at that time were Sweet Dreams by The Arrhythmics. Okay. And Open Arms by Journey. Nice. Now, how about... um. How about now, when you guys take time to go, you're, I, we talked about before we started recording, you're very busy at your day job, uh, you're busy being mom and grandma, um, but when y'all get out, do you still like to sing, and is there any particular song you love to sing? There has, um, there I do, uh, go with my daughter and my son-in-law, and mm-hmm. actually on my birthday we had a karaoke party. On my birthday, which was awesome. Uh-huh. And um, one of my go-tos is still open arms, only because, you know, it allows me to you know, sing as loud as I want. Right. You know, because it's, you know, Steve Perry. I mean, come on. Yeah, you know, exactly. You kind of have to match that volume. Um, recently, I threw uh, Sister Christian into the Ooh, mix. Oh, nice. Ranger, yeah, that, that got good accolades. And, you know, just kind of sticking with, um, you know, Sweet Dreams and... I don't really do a lot of things that I'm unsure of only because you know, I've never really actually been in like a karaoke battle where somebody will throw something at you like, hey, do this. Uh-huh. And you're just like, like uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Know? So uh, there's no like girls just want to have fun or anything. like. I did, unfortunately, I didn't want to say I had to do it, but my daughter asked me to karaoke ABBA's um, Dance and Queen for her and I just failed miserably. And she said she didn't even hear it. All the mistakes I made, she said she just loved it. And I'm like, that's a true daughter. Oh, that's sweet. (laughs) I know. (laughs) That is awesome. Uh, Well, thank you, Rosemary. I appreciate it. Um, We need to, I need to put a couple of uh, snips of your songs, a little bit clips of the different songs uh, on this podcast. So um, I'll edit that in later. And so they can hear your guys your wonderful voice. So tell me which ones you want me to use, okay? I totally will. Okay, good deal. Um, 
but you have a YouTube channel, so uh, tell people how they can find you, not only on YouTube, but in the other social media. Well, I am at 80s Music Girl on Twitter, and I am 80s Music Girl on Instagram, and I'm trying to pull up my... <laughs> I actually have two YouTube pages. I have one that I just use for regular, my own viewing pleasure. Right. For different things. I like certain videos, you know, and I have a lot of history in my videos. And truthfully, they are both at, they're both Rosemary Fullerton. Okay. So you just have to, you know, kind of figure out the one with the rose on, on it, if anybody's concerned, is the one that's my music one. Okay. So. Very nice. I will uh, put a link in the show notes. So. Yes, sweet. Well, you're the best. Thank you, Rosemary. I appreciate it. And uh, listeners, thank you much. Don't forget to vote and have a great day. Bye, people. Vote, vote, vote. Thanks, Rose. These are my salad days, slowly being eaten away. Just another play for today. Oh, but I'm proud of you, but I'm proud of you. Nothing left to make me feel small. Luck could leave me standing so tall. Gold, always believe in your soul. You got the power to know you're indestructible. Always believe in you are gold. I'm glad that you're bound to return Something I could have learned You're indestructible Always believe in It's NFL draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.